wise men had to go in search of a king, and the shepherds were told to go and see what had come to pass, the birth of a Savior. Each of them were called to go, but tonight I offer you a different invitation. I invite you to come, to come and experience the one who has come to you. I love the story the way 1 John tells it. That's not usually a passage we read during Christmas time, and yet it is so rich and so real for this time of the year because it reminds us of the fact that God's Son came so that we could go to be with Him. Jesus came so that we could get close. John made it clear how closely we are invited to come to the Savior. Did you hear those words I read a moment ago? That which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes and our hands have handled. John was speaking literally for himself and for the 12, those who had been with Jesus over those three years of his ministry. But the invitation is clear to us all. Come to Jesus. And when you come to Jesus, come all the way to Jesus. Come to the point where you can experience him for yourself. Not as someone who lived a long time ago in a different part of the world and among a different people. But you come to Jesus. Because the invitation is just as real to you as it was to them so long ago. Come and see him. Come and hear him. Come and touch him. Come and be close to him. What is the Bible saying? It's saying come to Jesus. Come all the way to Jesus. Don't stand back. Don't keep your distance. He wants you to experience his presence in a very personal way. That's what makes this service so special out of all of the services that we experience together during the Christmas season because this is that time when everything gets quiet and everything gets still. And we are reminded we're called to come to Jesus. The invitation to eat the bread and take the cup as a symbol of his body and his blood, it's a call to get as close to Jesus as you can and experience him for yourself. In a few moments when we share the Lord's Supper, that's my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that you will know how close he is to you in this place. That he is just as close as your breath and just as as near as your heart. He came so you could get close. You see, when Jesus came, he came all the way. There's an incredible word in 1 John, and once you understand it, you remember it forever because it's why Christmas reveals so much about the Lord. That word is manifested. He manifested the life of God. That means to make it real. It means it's not something you've heard about. It's not something somebody has explained to you. It is what you have experienced in the presence of Christ. He came to manifest the presence of God. That means Jesus came all the way down to the world where we are. 
Not part of the way, not halfway, not even most of the way. The Bible says the Son of God came all the way down on that first Christmas night. And when he came, he revealed God completely. And he did it in the form of a baby. When we think about that first Christmas and when we realize that the Bible tells us that he came to manifest the presence of God, it reminds us that Jesus absolutely became flesh of our flesh. He didn't look like us. He was us. He didn't symbolize the presence of God. He was the presence of God. It means that he came all the way down. He became flesh of our flesh, completely God, and yet completely man. And that's what the Lord's Supper is all about. The fact that his body could be broken and his blood could be spilled means he really was born to be one of us. He was completely human and completely vulnerable. The Son of God manifested the divine presence because the forgiveness of our sins could only happen if that infant born in Bethlehem really was God. If he were just a symbol, then he could show us what God was like. If he were just a, a presence that reminded us of God then that would be something we could think about but it really wouldn't be a life changing thing the fact is he came to be God because only as God could he give his life as the perfect sacrifice 1 John says he came to open the way for you to experience eternal life through faith in the saving power of Christ alone so what does that mean very simply it means this it means Mary's child was the father's son and he came to give himself as the greatest gift any of us could receive and because Christ has come the Lord has extended, extended a very personal invitation to you you know what he says through the coming of Jesus? He says, welcome home. Welcome home to the Father. You who once were lost in your sins, you who once were separated from God, you who once had no idea how to get home again. Welcome home. Or as John expresses it, he says, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Fellowship. Welcome home. Over the past couple of days, as cold as it's been, our hearts have most gone out to those people we've seen who are stranded in airports all over the country today who are unable to get home for Christmas and who are being given little hope that they're going to make it home in time. And you see those people and you recognize how desperate they are to make it back to their families and your heart just breaks for them because we know how much it means to be home for Christmas. 
to be together with the people that we love the most. One of the best things about Christmas is after the presents are open and everybody's kind of settled down, then you get to gather around a table and there you are with the people you love sharing a meal. And there's a lot of fellowship that takes place that way. As families and friends are gathered together around tables everywhere, there'll be stories told and memories shared and laughter and a few tears. And most of all, you're reminded of the things that matter most and the welcome you receive from the ones who know you best and love you most. And tonight on this Christmas Eve, because the Son of God came to manifest the presence of God, because he gave his body and he spilled his blood, because your sins have been forgiven, and because you've been invited to come and fellowship with the Son and the Father, you're invited to join the Lord at his table. The ingredients are simple, bread and cup. But he welcomes you to come. To join in the fellowship of the Father and the Son. To remember what he has done for you. To celebrate the fact that he came to bring you home. And to experience his sacrifice as God's greatest gift. And so on this Christmas Eve evening... I invite you to come and worship at the table of the Lord. Let's prepare for the Lord's Supper. And I'll invite our deacons to come and prepare. Lord Jesus Christ, Prince of Peace, be born in our world anew. Where there are searching hearts, where there are broken lives, where people walk in darkness, come, Lord, with healing and with help. Dear Lord, this Christmas, open our eyes to your glory. Open our ears to the angel song. Open our hearts to thy transforming love. Come, thou light of the world, and shine in the darkness of our sin and doubt. Here at your table, come to us with forgiveness for our sins, with grace to enable us to live, and with sheer joy. Amen. The Bible says, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Let's pray together. And Father, we do thank you that as we share this bread, we do remember the one who took on flesh, who manifested the love, the grace, the forgiveness, the personal invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we share in the bread, we pray, remind us of your grace and of your love. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Sweet.
Jesus boy they made you be born in a manger sweet little holy child didn't Didn't know you'd come to save us, Lord, to take our sins away. Our eyes was blind. We couldn't see. We didn't Just seems like we can't do right. Look how we treated you. But please, sir, forgive us, Lord. We didn't know to Just seems like we can't do right. 
For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As we gather here on this Christmas Eve, the thoughts of Christmas are swirling in our minds and the reality of all the things that we have been preparing for. And quite naturally, our thoughts go to the images of the birth of Christ. We love the babe in the manger, the shepherds in the field, the wise men with their gifts. We're captivated by this for many reasons, but more than anything, because of the spiritual reality that it points us to, that God has come into this world. John expresses it in this way. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The glory wasn't just the glory of a babe in the manger, but it was the glory of the mission of that babe, the glory of the Christ on the cross, the glory of the crown of thorns, the one who came to give his life for us. In his ministry, Jesus declared in this way, whoever drinks of the water that I give to him will never thirst again, and indeed the water I give to him will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. That's the gift that God gives to us, the gift that we celebrate as we share in the taking of this cup. Would you join me as we pray? Father, we're grateful for the gift of your life. And Lord, as we commemorate the coming of Christ into this world, the reality, Father, of the broken body, of the shed blood for our sins, for the forgiveness, Father, of all the things that we have done and will do, to know, Father, that our healing is completed, Father, because of your wounds. Lord, for that we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Stone 
same way he also took the cup after supper and said this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes When Jesus and his disciples shared in the first Lord's Supper, they concluded their time in the upper room by singing a hymn, and then they would continue on to the events of the Garden of Gethsemane, his death, his resurrection. Tonight we sing a hymn as well. It's a traditional hymn for us as our church, and it's also going to be the song that we use in lighting our candles. We're going to sing Silent Night together. Let me remind you again, rather than all of us lighting our 
uh, candles at one time, we're going to ask our deacons to kind of slowly pass toward the back of the church. And as they pass your row, you light your candle. Oh, no. 
been so good to share this evening together. What a wonderful way to prepare ourselves for the celebration of Christmas Day that's coming just tomorrow morning. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 10 as we celebrate uh, the coming of God's Son. Have some sad news I have to share with you before we have our benediction. Every year, so many of you are so gracious and so good in uh, donating poinsettias that we use through the year in honor of folks and memory of folks. And we remember our, our people who uh, have passed away over the past year. And I would love to tell you that tonight after the service or tomorrow, you can pick up your poinsettia and take it home. What I have to share with you is if you want to see what happens when single-digit weather gets hold of a poinsettia, I'll be glad to take you out into the breezeway and show you what they look like. And you're welcome to take one home. We do apologize for that, but I think there's little you can do to prepare for the kind of weather we've seen the last couple of days. Thank you so much for sharing those and for them being a part of the beauty of our season. We are glad that you made your time. I had no idea what to expect tonight. What a wonderful crowd of folks came to be a part of this special service, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Let's bow together now for our benediction, and then we'll be dismissed. Father, we do thank you that Christ the Savior is born. Thank you, Lord, that as we look around the room tonight, we see the evidence of the light that came in the darkness. And we recognize that the darkness cannot overcome it. So, Father, thank you that we come as people who belong to Jesus, who belong to the light. And we pray, Lord, as we go from this place, that you will take us to be with our families, to enjoy the fellowship that we find within family and friendship, but most of all, the fellowship we have with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.